This is Sean A. Boxdale of the 10 Minutes of Truth podcast and the Boots on the Ground Initiative. Today, Larry Howerton and myself will be at District 8's Probation and Parole Decision Points Graduation. We will be sharing our blueprint with returning citizens, helping them become the architects of their lives. Stay tuned. Um, I would like to first share with you a quote from Henry Ford who said, whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, then both are the truth. Whether you think you can or whether you think you can't, then both are the truth. I'm now a security guard. And in my interview, they asked me, what experience do I have as a security guard? And my response was, I spent 25 years and 11 months in prison. They gave me the job. No matter what bad thing you might go through, you have to know how to extract that which is good from it. And we've been through something. We've been through something most of the times when people, we tell people what we've been through, they have words, I can't imagine it. We lived it. We're strong. We've been through the unimaginable. Know that we are not our past decisions. We are not our past decisions. We are our decisions now and future. So continue to make the good decisions. Continue to break the trouble cycle. Introduce yourself to the successful cycle because you are strong people. And I'm an example of how strong we are. I'm an example of how strong we are because we had to live inside of a bathroom. Our place where we fixed our food at was a bathroom. And we are refusing to go back to that. So if anybody comes to you and invites you to that, which resembles that any, because you can be locked up out here. You can be mentally locked up out here. People will call you to, let's go gamble. Let's go smoke. Here go the sack. Those are not your friends. This is a day of accomplishment. This is a day of accomplishment because you all have accomplished something that many others sit and say, man, I'm not going to that program. I'm not going to that graduation. We have became pro-social individuals and ex exited from antisocial activity. We have became pro-social individuals wanting to do the right thing, wanting to be better for our families, for ourselves, for society, for God. We want to be better. And by doing this and by breaking the trouble cycle, we have lowered the recidivism rate. We have lowered the recidivism rate with the help of District 8 probation officers and with our strong beliefs. Remember what I said, whether you think you can or you can't do a thing, then both of them are the truth. That's deep. That's deep. And that's what I want to leave you with. How y'all doing? My name is Sean A. Barksdale. And I'm also a returning citizen. I spent 14 years incarcerated from 2001 to 2016. 
First of all, I want to congratulate you men and women and give them a strong round of applause, please. I know what it takes. I know what it takes to start something and complete it, right? And uh, we're going to go on a little journey, just a little bit, if you bear with me. Um, in the decision points manual, it asks a question. Who is it for? It says decision points can be a way out of trouble, the trouble cycle, that is, no matter who you are. If you haven't fallen very far into the trouble cycle, decision points provides a way before you get all the way in it, right? That's what the manual says. So with that said, I want to share a blueprint with you. I want to share my blueprint with you. So first of all, what is a blueprint? It is a guide to making something. It is a design or a pattern that can be followed. So what is a person's blueprint? It is a basic idea about your life. A basic idea about your life. Because we come from a structure and a background where we don't particularly uh, think about our life in full, right? So the first thing you need in a blueprint is what, right? Of course, you need something to draw it up with, of course. So you need tools, you need utensils. So, pardon me, the first thing that you need is a foundation, though, a foundation. So we need to pour a steady foundation. We can't build it on sand, right? So what is the foundation to our blueprint of life? The first piece of foundation that we need, that I needed, was emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence. So what does emotional intelligence mean? It means the capacity to be aware of, control, and express one's emotions, and to handle interpersonal relationships judiciously and empathetically. In other words, it's the ability to think through a situation no matter how you feel. Because we come from, I come from an environment where we react. I ain't think a situation through. I just reacted to it, right? You shoot at me, I'm gonna shoot at you, right? You steal me, I'll steal you. I'm gonna try to get to you first though, right? Those environments that we come from, right? So, we find ourselves and we continue to find ourselves in these tragic situations because we don't think through the emotion we're having at the time. So this is what emotional intelligence, because those two things, judicious means you're able to think about it, right? Think it through. And empathetically, empathetic, empathy means is the ability to understand and share the feelings of someone else. So as I share this blueprint, my blueprint, I'm going to be your accountability partner. Because, see, I never took accountability for anything in my life, ever, right? Until I was about 30 years old. It's when I started taking accountability. And I had been in prison half of the bit before I started taking accountability. All right? So 
Because before we can hold down a job for six months and two years and three years and pay bills and not violate probation or parole, we're going to have to learn how to communicate with ourselves. That's what emotional intelligence is, the ability to communicate with yourself first before you can con communicate with anybody else or anything else. So in my blueprint, I had to become alcohol and drug free, right? That's the first thing that I, I had to start understanding, right? Why? Because I was intoxicated most of my juvenile and young adult life. So I didn't, I didn't understand myself, right, well enough to categorize my emotions I truly had. They were either three emotions that I would have on a daily basis. That was, I was angry, sad, or happy due to drug abuse, right, substance use. But those emotions revolved around me being high, right? I couldn't empathize with anybody because the drug made it all about me. That's all it did, made it about me. So once I relieved myself of the addiction, I was able to start learning myself, what I like, what I didn't like. And now I'm 30 years old when this is happening, right? But just as the brother said, it's never too late. It's never too late, never, right? So I had to start seeing how my body functioned without the drugs, without the alcohol, right? which led me to start understanding interpersonal relationships because this is the next foundation, right? Because once I got to know myself, now I can start dealing with the people, right? But you got, you got to deal with self first. You got to take accountability first for our own actions, right? And it's a process. It's not an event. It's a process. You have to do this over and over and over again to start learning yourself, right? So, these interpersonal relationships, is four of them. It's four. You got your family, you have your friends, you have your colleagues, and you have your romantic partner, right? So I want to talk about emotional intelligence in a negative manner, in a negative manner. This is what we know, and this is what we have to come from. So the first, we're dealing with family, all right? And everybody know what, it, what family look like when we in the street, right, most of the time, the emotions that we have, it causes us to disrespect family, to lie to them, steal from them. I did some heinous stuff, man, with my, my family because of addiction, because I didn't have the intelligence, because when you're in survival mode, and we know survival mode, it's moment to moment within survival mode. Man, I need to get $10. Let me see if my mama got it in her purse, right? So let me go in there and let me see if I steal a couple of dollars because I'm in survival mode. Hey, look, uh, Aunt Betty, I, I, I need to borrow some money, right? You know you ain't going to pay it back. You ain't got no job, right? But you're in survival mode. So that first interpersonal relationship is ruined because of our decision-making skills. We don't have them. We're in the moment, right? The next is friends. This is the most pivotal one because peer pressure dominates most of our lives. It doesn't matter how old or young you are, peer pressure dominates us in a good way or a bad way, right? 
When we have negative patterns and thoughts, those friends are going to be those that are negative, unemployed, quick to anger. This is we, we, we jail to what we're used to. Right. We jail to people that's not going to criticize us. Right. Because our family, the ones that 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 want good for us, they they'll try to check us. Right. And we'll feel like, man, you're always coming down on me. You're always this, that and the third. Right. The next is colleagues. That's if we have a job. Right. If we have a job, these are the people that you work with. All right. So with the wrong state of mind, we are quick to offend. We resist responsibility and accountability. Right. Laziness creeps in. Man, I don't feel like going to work. It's raining out this joke, man. I'm high as a kite, man. I ain't going nowhere. Right? I'm calling this joke. Right? No accountability. Right? I know. I did it for a long time. I quit everything. Everything that there was to quit, I quit it. I quit school. I quit women. I quit my family. I quit jobs. I quit everything. Right? So I know. We'll shirk on our responsibilities at work, our duties. We'll end up arguing with coworkers because we ain't pulling our weight. And last but not least in these four categories is our romantic partner. Drugs and alcohol misuse and, the, and, and that pattern will, it won't have us thinking clearly, right? And we'll end up in domestic violence. We done been there, right? Because we ain't thinking clearly. Right. When they came in, they gambled up the money. Right. Now you gale on you. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got the baby needs. some Man, I ain't trying to hear that right now. Right. We've been there. Next thing you know, here come the police. You put your hands on the gale. Right. Or you don't try to stab the dude. Right. We know. See, we can easily violate or bring back a new case because we don't know how to think the situation through, right? So these four interpersonal relationships were all shown from a negative mindset. Someone deemed you fit to be in this class because they said that maybe we need to develop or you need to develop some, some, some skills about thinking better, right? From the looks of it, you did, you graduated, all right? So, once again, I give you a round of applause for that. By show of hands, by show of hands, everybody that volunteered for this class, raise your hand. Everybody that volunteered. Volunteered. Everybody that graduated, raise your hand. Raise your hand so I see. Okay, now, once again, everyone that volunteered, raise your hand. Okay, so, what this allows me to know and to understand is that because, uh, like I said, we're going to take accountability, y'all. All right? <clears throat> See, one thing I learned quickly was the art of manipulation. See, every class that I took in prison, they made me take it. I didn't want to take it. I didn't feel I needed to take it. They said, you either, you either go to school, we take your good time. I'm going to school. Right? I need them little days, right? So I'm going, right? Same thing applies. You're here because somebody told you you had to be here. Now, hopefully, in the midst of that, you say, well, 
I, I gained a little something. See, the emotional intelligence will start to lead you to say, let me make decisions for myself before somebody else has to make them for me. Because a judge made my decision. A judge made his decision. A judge made your decision on your life. On your life. Don't know you from a can of paint, but reading a piece of paper, you're a career criminal. Mr. Barksdale, we got something for you. Emotional intelligence can be developed. It can be developed with the proper blueprint. Imagine your life as a place to live. All right, let's get into this blueprint for a second. Imagine your life as a place to live. Whether it's an apartment or a mansion, whatever you deem in your head, you want your life to look like if it was an analogy of a home. You, we are the architects of that house. You can design it as small or as big as you desire. From my blueprint, it had to be very realistic though, for mine. Once I understood what life was about, because understand there are three types of people in this world. The first type of person is a person who understands life out the gate. They understand that they're gonna have to get an education, they get married, they have children, they retire later on, and they sell off into the sunset. Person understood life. You have a person, they don't understand what life is about. They F it up, man. And then later on they say, oh, this, I got one life to live, this ain't it. Let me change some things around. That's us. Then there's a person who never get it right again. They never get it right. My father's almost 70 years old. My father been smoking crack longer than I've been on the planet. My father told me, I asked him two years ago. I said, I'm grown, Pop. I just want you to be there for your grandkids, right? I said, why can't, you know, what? I said, I, I got from under the thumb of that, right? That abuse. I said, why can't you? He said, I haven't found anything better than smoking crack. And he meant it. From that point on, I understood something. Right? I understood something. So now, let's get to this blue, back to this blueprint. See, I came home. <clears throat> no, let me back up for a second. This, this, because we're talking about, um, this blueprint and what it looks like. I came home and I worked at Burger King. Now, before I went to prison, I would have never worked at Burger King. I had too much, too much, you know, pride, right? I'm selling drugs. I'm all in the street. I ain't Burger King. You're not going to see me at no drive-through. But my emotional intelligence, it changed. My relationships changed. The way I viewed myself changed, right? See, but my mindset was I was going to have to use Burger King, using this analogy to, be, to put a down payment on my home, the life that I wanted, the blueprint that I wanted. See, my reality was how do I didn't know how to get to a mansion, right? It was too big. So I said, now nah, I'm going to get a studio apartment. That's what I need my blueprint to look like. Studio apartment. I need a bed. I need a kitchen over there and a bathroom right there because that's what I can handle. See, when you start to learn emotional intelligence, you start to get to know yourself for real. You know what you can handle. See, I can't handle a casual drink, right? Like some of my partners I know, they can drink a beer, watching the game, or, you know, 
sip a little bit with their gale, go on to work tomorrow. I ain't going to do that. I'm going to drink up all my liquor. I'm going to drink up all your liquor. And I ain't going to work. I'm going to the shot house. I'm going to the casino. I'm going downhill. But I learned that I have an addictive personality. I had to get to know myself. That's what it's about. So I understood I needed a studio apartment, right? So as I moved on, I started to build inside this blueprint. I expanded the blueprint. I started my own business. When I started my business, now I'm adding foundation. I'm adding walls. I'm adding hallways, right? That's what we're doing. I'm going back into the school system. Right. I understood that the consistency and the time I put in 500 hours to become a peer recovery specialist. You don't get that overnight, but I'm expanding the blueprint. Now I got a two I got a two bedroom house. Right. And after I, I figure out how to move and maneuver around that, I can expand some more. Now I can say, oh, I want a duplex. Right. That's what the blueprint of your life is going to have to look like. It can't nobody draw it but you. Nobody. These people can sit here all day and talk to their blue in the face. You don't want to do it, you ain't going to do it. Because they talk to me like that. My people's talk to me like that. Man, I ain't going to do nothing I don't want to do. I can tell you my education. Education is going to be extremely important. Now, you don't have to have formal education where you run into college, stuff like that. If you do, that's great. But there are certifications right in this building right within these groups that you can take to get more emotional intelligence in our lives, that we can deal with ourselves properly and then deal with the world. See, using our learned experience, we became violence interrupters. I was a violent dude. Every charge I had, either it was drugs or it was guns. Drugs or guns. Two Two and a half weeks ago, at 47 years old, they gave me my gun rights back. My gun rights. I've never legally possessed a gun in my life. I lost my civil rights before I even earned them. I couldn't vote because I caught a felony at 16 years old. But I understood consistency. I understood what I wanted my blueprint to look like. I wanted my life back. I wanted my life back. From there, I expanded the blueprint. I started a podcast called 10 Minutes of Truth because I wanted to give a voice to the voiceless. I wanted to get information out to the community that we weren't getting. We sat down with five uh, uh, Fortune 500 CEOs. We sat down with senators. We sat down with entrepreneurs that have come out of prison and have done well for themselves because I understood my blueprint and how I wanted to expand it, what I wanted to look like, right? I've collaborated with the likes of the League of Women Voters, dealing with those civil rights to fight not only for my rights, for your rights as well. When I stepped into that courtroom, they asked me, they said, Mr. Barksdale, why do you want your gun rights back? I said, because I earned it. Most people, I don't want to go hunting. I don't want to go hunting. I ain't want a gun. I just earned it. Earn it for yourself. 
earn the respect. You deserve it. You've been through enough hell. Right? See, your blueprint is not something you can work on today and you come back next month or next week. You got to consistently, man. You got to. I'm talking about them days when it get hard and it don't look like nobody supports you. Don't nobody care about you. Family ain't doing what they supposed to do. Friends ain't showing up. Boss don't care that your kid is sick. You got to go. You still going to have to go. Because you're going to know what you want your blueprint to look like. Right? I'm going to leave you guys with this. I want to show you something. This is a blueprint. The class that you just completed, right, is like taking this line and making it from here to here. Very small. This is a very small, intricate piece in your blueprint of life. But it's very important because this is an air duct. This is where you're going to, in those heated moments, you're going to know I got some air coming through here. I can breathe. All right? It's very important what you guys did. Extremely. And I want to leave, thank you. I want to leave you guys with this right here. A quote from a, a very famous architect by the name of Franklin Lloyd Wright. He said, <clears throat> freedom is from within. Freedom is from within. Freedom is from within. Learn to free yourself from yourself. Learn to free yourself from yourself. And then you will be able to build. My name is Sean A. Barksdale. Thank you guys for having me.